the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1170, The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Monday. This is Andrea K. Dynamite in a Dress. Glad to be back here with you all. I'm back in the San Diego saddle. Back in uh, back in the saddle with you all here. Coming at you from the AM 1170 The Answer Studios in beautiful sunny San Diego. I missed you all so much last week while I was in the Big Apple. I was a little girl in a really big city, but I tore it up. I got to tell you, I left my mark. In New York City, but I'm glad to be back with you guys doing what I do every day from 6 to 7 p.m. here in the AM 1170, The Answer Studios. But I don't do it alone. Even when I'm in New York City, I don't do the show alone because he is always with me. He is none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I'm back. I'm back. Be right back. I'm back. You're very happy that you're back, AK. Well, really? Because I couldn't tell it when I got here this evening for my show. I stood at the door because the doors are locked at, at, the, at the end of the business day before I come in. And I waited a long time before DJ Carrot Sticks finally shows up. I'm like, where's the welcome mat, man? Where's the welcome home? Where's the signs, the posters? No, all I got was some grief because I got caught eating a donut live on air last night. <laughs> Can't like, get away with that now. I know, right? Uh, so I had to do what I, what I do. I was doing the show at nine o'clock East coast time. I was hungry. I ate a donut. Anyway, I am so glad to be back in San Diego and back with you all. And I want to thank you all for supporting me last week. I know many of you were disappointed. I wasn't able to do the show via Facebook live so you could watch it as well. Maybe next time I go back, we'll make that happen for you. Um, but if you are watching on Facebook live, keep the conversation rolling there. I always look forward to your comments there because you guys are the smartest people out there. You're so engaged. You know, I come at the end of a week and I go, especially one like last weekend, and I'm always amazed as I check in online. I like to take the weekends off and kind of recharge my batteries, particularly coming out of a week that was so tiring. But you guys are like my show producers because I can just check in for like five minutes on a Saturday or Sunday and see what's happening because you guys are so engaged. And it makes me excited as we go into the midterms to really see where we are at in this country because if you listen to the left, I've got Rachel Bo. Art is going to be up in the next segment talking about the media and the media insanity that is going on in this country. And they are, are they are back at it. President Trump is absolutely correct that we do not have a free press in this country operating as the founders envisioned. What we have is a, a, a news media. If you, if you even want to call them news, I don't even know what to call them. 
they're they're the they are the opposition party spokespeople. That's how they're operating, and they're doing everything that they can as we go into the midterm elections to try to diminish President Trump President Trump's successes, to try to tell us that the blue wave is coming, regardless of President Trump's successes. They're trying to tell us right now that President Trump has, you know. Uh, an enemy, that he's the enemy of the people, that he's the greatest threat to our country. We've got this John Brennan going around on all over media outlets, running his mouth all day long, at take it, accusing President Trump of denying him his free speech. But if somebody's taking your free speech away, how are you able to run your mouth all day long? And oh, by the way, running your mouth, John Brennan, particularly in the course of running your mouth with nothing but lies for years now, really begs the question, why are you, why are you out walking the streets? Why aren't you the one that's, that's spending 23 hours a day in solitary confinement and having, facing 350 years behind bars and be on a verdict watch? You are the man, John Brennan, uh, who was guilty uh, and even admitted it in terms of illegal leaking. He finally was forced to admit that he had spied on the Senate back when there were investigations going on involving waterboarding, I believe it was. He's the one who lied before Congress when he was asked about the Steele dossier and what role that it played in the FISA warrants. Lied there. He lied, most, most importantly, thank you to Chris Peranto, Tonto, from Benghazi, one of the Americans who was, who, uh, this case, let's, do we need to remind everybody what happened in Benghazi? The Obama administration did it did the fast and furious of the middle east with an illegal gun running operation involving christopher stevens they ignored hundreds of requests by ambassador stevens and others for increased security they ignored them they ignored warnings that there was uh, planned terrorist attacks happening in the area then when a terrorist attack happened they refused to send any help issued a stand-down order for the Americans who bravely risked their lives. We are lucky only four Americans died that night, not the 30-something Americans that were under siege. And we were lied to immediately that it involved some anti-Muhammad video. And what was that about? It was about scapegoating the First Amendment, blaming the Americans, blaming America and our First Amendment rights for a terrorist attack that left Americans for dead. And John Brennan was the one, reportedly, who went to these American heroes who stood on rooftops, I think it's the perfect time to have to watch 13 Hours Again and see what these heroes went through. And it was John Brennan who went to them in a tyrannical force, sticking his jackboot on their necks and threatened them to get them to sign non-disclosure agreements. Those are just some of the highlights uh, here. Um, but I'm not the only one that has has these thoughts about John Brennan. Uh, Newt Gingrich... And I, I want to play a couple of clips from Newt Gingrich in a minute. And, and the reason why these, this is so important is because I think President Trump not only had the legal right to remove his security clearance, it was absolutely the right thing to do. But what I feel as though is, is missing a little bit is the messaging in terms of why John Brennan needed to have his security clearance revoked. It's a matter of national interest. Let's play Look, uh, Newt Gingrich. John Brennan is totally political. He was basically a toady to President Obama. He participated in lying to the American people about what happened in Libya and Benghazi. Uh, and frankly, Brennan should never have been director of the Central Intelligence. And it's a, it's a little disheartening to watch the old boys club get together and write a collective letter, which they did this weekend, in defending Brennan. 
Um, there is no natural right to retain your security clearance. The president has every right to set up a procedure for repealing it. And in the case of Brennan, his public activities, I think, right. more than justify repealing it. Finally, he was the head of the CIA during the period they claimed yeah. the Russians were engaged in trying to affect the election. Why and, isn't Brennan a little humbled mm -hmm. by his total failure? He's not humbled by his failures because we have what he and all those 60 people represent. And it might even be more than 60 formers at this point. People, uh, formers from U.S. attorneys and uh, people from the intelligence communities that all rallied around John Brennan. You just heard my list of things that John Brennan was guilty of including aiding in the cover-up of the deaths of Americans that should have never happened under the Hillary Clinton Secretary uh, uh, State Department and the Obama administration, as well as what Newt Gingrich just laid out. So why in the world would we have all these former government officials rallying around John Brennan? Because one of the things that I talked about for a while now is there has been not just a, an attempt to uh, on the part of the left with an enabling Republican Party amass more centralized, uh, more power of our government in the centralized form in D.C., but actually concentrating that power in our intelligence communities, which includes the FBI and the Department of Justice, because they're all intertwined together. That's where the real power base is. That's where the deep state is. And they are entrenched, digging their heels in. And that's one reason why they all got together with John Brennan in order to stop President Trump, to interfere in our election and stop the will of the people, prevent Donald Trump from being elected, and then have an insurance, po an insurance policy with which to overturn the will of the people through impeachment, if not through criminal means. Next clip from Gingrich. Uh, when you look at uh, certain Obama-era people, uh, they know that, in fact, they're at the heart of this. Uh, we, I think it's reasonable to guess, and it's a guess right now because we don't have the data, that in fact it was, it was uh, Brennan's CIA which uh, led the FBI to the dossier in Britain, uh, and that in fact the people were tied closer to the CIA than they were to the FBI. But, but the deeper point is this. It is an open and shut case with zero question that Brennan was engaged in lying to the American people about Benghazi, knew that the, everything they were saying was a lie, went along with the lie, and that's why you have the sickness mm -hmm. that you have at the heart of our establishment. These people were all willing to lie to the country and, and return for whatever political games they were playing, and they all thought they'd be protected because they all thought Hillary would win and Hillary would take care of them, and they're right. all mm -hmm. terrified because the more we learn, the worse they look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The more we learn, the worse they look. This has been all a big cover-up, CYA, deflection, accuse President Trump of what they've been doing, what they've been involved in. And this involves both parties because some of the 75 now, I think the number is up to 75 officials that have come out against President Trump and circle around John Brennan are Republicans and conservatives. And that's why both establishments, both parties wanted to stop President Trump from coming in. President Trump says, you know what? John Brennan is threatening to sue him. Trump is like, fine, go ahead. Go ahead, because you know what, then, John Brennan? I'm going to get through the discovery process every email you've ever sent. Maybe. Of course, uh, John Brennan and others no doubt have the same company on file uh, uh, and waiting uh, to use the same bleach bit to hide Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh, but President Trump says he's not stopping at John Brennan. He's looking at Bruce Orr and others to revoke their security clearance. You have to ask yourself, in the case of Bruce Orr, he's been demoted twice. 
This was a man who not only has been demoted twice, but was I think he was part of the drug. He wasn't even part of counterintelligence part of the FBI. He had no business whatsoever working with Christopher Steele, but he was the conduit. He was the go-between. He was the handoff man. You know, the one who sits in the park and hands off the the floppy disk to the the bad guys, you know, in terms of handing off the intelligence. How in the world is it even a question that any of these people still have a security clearance? This just goes to show how off the rails we are and how entrenched the deep state is that any of these people still have a security clearance. We're going to take a break. When we come back, though, we're going to shift gears a little bit because President Trump, in the middle of all this is going on, he's still doing everything that he can on the part of the American people. And he's trying to deal with the suppression of our free speech with social media. And we're going to talk to Rachel Bovard, who's Conservative Partnerships Senior Policy Director, when we get back. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walters' book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. AM 1170, The Answer. Larry Eldy here with my buddy Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows. Aaron, we've all heard about the house could be covered in potato chips. <laughs> California Deluxe Windows really has some cool, unique features. So what's up with that? Thank you, Larry. Today I will tell you about another four unique things in California Deluxe Windows. Santa Ana winds rattling. We have a special feature to show you. Liquid wood, even woodpeckers are confused. Heavy steel reinforcement will help you during the earthquake and you may get a little bored no dust and self-cleaning glass imagine that for the best quality windows and doors call my buddy aaron for 20 percent off your entire order and one year interest-free financing california deluxe windows 888 new windows and he will indeed say your house can be covered with potato chips and we wouldn't crack one 888 new windows 888 new windows cslb number 774518 some restrictions may apply Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. 
Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea Kay Show. Glad to be with you guys tonight. Happy Monday. Happy International Bacon Day. Did y'all know it was Bacon Day? No. No. my bacon? I know. You know, this really every if you're from the south like I am, every day is International Bacon Day because I eat bacon almost every every morning. Um, You know, I'm not one that's really jumped on the uh, bacon donut uh, craze. Um, I'm I'm like an old school bacon gal. I like my bacon pure, but however you eat your bacon. There's a place down by me in Pacific Beach that does bacon flights. Ooh, what's a bacon flight? It's like six flavors of bacon of your choice out of twenty or something like that. And you have not told me about this before because... Just looking out for health. <laughs> or bacon that, for me. Well, that's why... Well, okay. You're supposed to be DJ Carrot Sticks. You're not supposed to be hogging down on bacon, baby. Anyway, um, so much happening in the news, in the media. Last week, 350 newspapers led by the Globe, coordinated by the Globe, decided to uh, coordinate together and write hate pieces on Donald Trump, evidently to... Prove that they were not coordinated against Donald Trump. I don't know. There's so much crazy involving the media. I got to go to Conservative Partnerships Senior Policy Director Rachel Bovard to talk about this and other media stories. Hi, Rachel. Welcome back to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Okay, so um, yeah, last week we had the Globe. I, I think it was Thursday. Said that uh, they it was revealed that they'd coordinated with 350 newspapers in order to write nasty editorial op-eds about uh, President Trump because they said that he was incorrect in accusing them of being fake news and the enemy of the people. Yeah, you know, if you're not convinced by 350 op-eds, I guess they're thinking there's no hope for you. Um, (laughs) It's it's not, I mean, this is why people have such a hard time taking the news media seriously, particularly when they, you know, kind of gang up on, on a president that they have spent years now trashing and suddenly expect to be taken seriously. I mean, people see right through it. And to be honest, people have muted them. Uh, they've used the mute button, I think. And so they're they're in an echo chamber and it's not really doing them any service. Right. It's not. And I'm glad that President Trump is calling them out because he was right when the story broke with the Globe last week in which he said, look, uh, the 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 press, I love a free press. Unfortunately, we don't have one. He said, we do not have, and I'm paraphrasing here, we do not have a press that's operating under the vision of our founders, which was to hold all elected officials accountable, not to put a thumb on the scale, to investigate thoroughly each and every one and report the facts to the American people. What we have is we have a fresh, a fresh, a, a, I don't, press, I don't know, don't even know what to call them because they're not news. They're not breaking news. They're not reporting news. They're the media, I guess. They're the proper propaganda arm there he said they're actually operating as the opposition party and that's true abc when they reported on the fact that an illegal man had been arrested on the way to take it to the hospital to take his pregnant wife when uh he was arrested they were they didn't even bother to report the fact that the reason why he was arrested was because he was wanted for murder right and i think that's the kind of thing that that makes people tune out this mainstream media because they are willful 
in their complete uh, ignorance of facts. They are will they willfully know what the fact is, and then they just dismiss it because it doesn't fit their narrative. Uh, and I think you know you have people calling them out for it, uh, and and they even still refuse to acknowledge it. And I think that's what really does the the news industry a disservice, and it makes them not credible to a huge portion of the country, uh, which I think is unfortunate. But they've done it to themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And when you can, and it's all about control the message and you control minds. And if you can control minds, then you can control the outcome of the, of elections. It's, it's another form of election interference. We saw this in the 2016 election when WikiLeaks, thank God for WikiLeaks, revealed all the different ways in which the media outlets and different individuals were colluding with the Clinton campaign, the DNC, in order messaging, not, not just in general for her campaign and against Trump, but in ways to handle the revelations and things that were coming about, about her email scheme. Uh, we even saw that there were private dinners. Um, and now they realize that with the jig was up. The American people now know, like you said, we can see that they're either uh, sh- uh, sharing false news or leaving information out or just failing to report stories at all. So enter social media. So then the American people are thinking, well, there's other ways that I can get my information, free flow of information on social media, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. Well, then then what what do the left – what do they do then? to try to control our minds, control the message, they start suppressing speech there by banning people like Alex Jones and, and others, Milo Yiannopoulos and other people, and then doing doing shady things like the shadow banning. So then President Trump comes out today and says, well, I, we, we can't trust these people to regulate themselves. I don't know that government regulation is the answer there, but what is? Because where does it end when we have these big tech companies, privately owned companies, there are only means right now for us to get some of our own facts and share it if they're controlling the flow? Well, I do think there's going to be a reckoning with the social media companies, and I think you're starting to see it already. I mean, they are getting called out for the shadow banning. You know, Twitter's like, oh, we don't shadow ban people. It's our algorithm. Well, something's wrong with your algorithm then. Right. You know, and I think the consequences are starting to speak for themselves. And I think you're going to either see uh, the, the social media companies shape up or you're going to see a mass exodus, I think, of conservatives, of people who want a place where they can at least speak their minds without being villainized for it. And so I don't know if there'll be alternative platforms or what. I don't think government relation here is the answer because that's what the left would do, right? The left would say, right. well, we could solve this problem with, with more regulation. No, I think it's going to be consumers raising their voices, you know, Congress, the extent that they want to have hearings to let people know this is happening. Uh, but when people find out, they react accordingly. They opt out. They make their you know, feelings known about the issue. And I think it's putting a lot of pressure on Twitter and Facebook in particular to behave in a more orderly and respectful fashion. And, you know, I I think that's going to that's going to be the outcome for the next couple of years is we're really going to see that dialogue, I hope, start to take place. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I have to think that it's been a couple of weeks now, but I'm pretty sure if I remember right, when Facebook lost, had the biggest loss in, in uh, the stock market history in terms of, of valuation of, of a company, it was at the time in which all, uh, it was all revealed as to what Facebook was doing to suppress conservatives and speech. And so, you know, if there's anything that's going to turn things around, it's the free market. And we understand that that free market tends to correct these things as consumers take their business elsewhere. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of options for us, I mean, there was MeWe and some other things, TeaParty.com or whatever, Tea Party. I don't remember what the Tea Party version of Facebook was. It didn't really take off. Um, but I think people are really starting to, um, you know, spend less and less time there. And I think as they get fewer clicks and, few, and fewer 
uh, you know, I can't even remember all the terminology for the different uh, things that keep Facebook rolling. Um, I think it's going to have an impact. You know, Trump, when Trump us referred to the fake news as enemies of the people, he was accused of being Hitler-esque. Well, how ironic then to find out that it's um, Little Miss Socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I think is her name, got caught banning the press from her town halls. Rachel? (laughs) This is maybe my favorite story from the last week uh, because it's just the irony is so rich. It's like a delicious cake. Um, But again, but it's also frustrating, right? Because, you know, you see the left not even calling her out for doing the exact thing that they accuse Trump of doing. You know, she's banning press. Uh, she's she's describing and everything is Democrat socialism. She doesn't even know what that means. I mean, the girl is so ignorant on so many levels. Uh, but unfortunately, she's not, you know, conservatives are the ones that are, are having to hold her to the same standard that the left applies to the rest of us. And I think it's really unfortunate. Uh, but she's so uh, deep in her own uh, bubble that she doesn't even realize kind of what a hypocrite she is on a lot of these issues. Well, and it certainly it didn't help her. You know, I don't. The left didn't call her out for it, but the average American is watching. We can see how ridiculous it was that that you know here here in, it, while the left and everybody is accusing Trump of being Hitler-esque when he hasn't banned the media, he's been more open and done more interviews than anybody. For her to do this is ridiculous. And then, of course, you know, she comes up with tries to come up with these dopey explanations, which she's as inarticulate with as her explanations of socialism. You know, well, one and I quote: uh, "It was designed to protect vulnerable populations." immigrant victims and immigrants and victims of domestic abuse. Well, if the media are not enemies of the people, why does she need to protect her voters from the media? No, I mean, she's so backwards on so many issues. And, you know, particularly when it, when it comes to Democrat socialism, it seems to be any time the government is involved in something, it becomes socialism and it becomes, you know, her definition of success. But I think, you know, when it comes to Trump, it's it's like we have the most transparent president in the sense that we hear from him every day, multiple times a day on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Tell me, and, it's, and we know it's an authentic voice from the president. Tell me the last time we saw that from any president. And so I think, you know, she is she is taking the tactic which the left decries on the right. Uh, and, and I and I think it's unconscionable for her to even try to defend it. Um, she just needs to kind of own this one and not do it again. Yeah. I, you know, it's uh, she tried to her first tack was to try to hide behind the identity groups that she laid out. I mean, the, that's one of the left's favorite tactics. But there's many of us Americans who realize that what this is really all about is what Hillary Clinton was busted uh, via WikiLeaks when she said she she was uh, caught saying, I have a private position and a public position when it comes to borders. And that's what this is about. She did not want this was supposed to be about public discourse, but yet she didn't want the public to know what she was saying behind the scenes to people. And what she was promising is one reason for it. They they want to be able to have a private private position and a public position. The Democrats have tried to allege that her platform and her agenda is not uh, – in the Democrat mainstream, and that's not true. Uh, another reason why she did it is because she, she is so dopey and can't answer. She she doesn't want to get asked a tough question like, "What's the dollar value value of a roll of nickels?" I mean, this is a woman that can't can't even discuss the basics of economics. So that's one of the reasons why she tried to hide. But there's no hiding her at this point, Rachel, because they have put her out there as the face of the Democrat Party. And no matter whose idea it was to try to keep her, you know, behind the scenes, for whatever reason, she out there. 
No, and she's going to have a real tough time uh, if and when she ends up in Congress. You know, she doesn't want to debate men. Well, there's a heck of a lot of men in Congress. Sorry about that. She doesn't want to deal with the press. Well, you have a public position, and that's now going to be expected of you. Uh, you you don't have a basic understanding of economics. Well, you can't tout your economics bachelor's degree uh, as, a, as a means of somehow not answering the question. I mean, these are all things she's going to be confronted with. She's running for an office with a ton of responsibility, and she's going to have to step up. Uh, and and based on everything that we've seen so far, it's going to be highly entertaining for the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah, did you see the video? of her where uh, somebody uh, sliced it and had her on one side and this beauty pageant contestant from a few years ago that went viral, this blonde girl who was asked some question and she kept she kept interjecting and such as and then she would end and and in such as it was hysterical because it just really highlighted how ridiculous and how um, completely unintelligent this Ocasio-Cortez is on economic matters. But I think there's, it's not even just about her. I think the Democrats are in a pickle because I think they're going to, as we go into the midterms, they're trying to, if you look at any of the special elections that they've won, it's all been uh, from candidates that have presented themselves as being center-right, not far left. And that's their, that's their only hope for trying to swing anything and take any power away from the Republicans is to try to hide the uh, ocasio Cortez's uh, from America and pretend that they're more mainstream than they are. Final thoughts? I know I think that's absolutely right. And I think where you're really going to start to see this play out is in in the second cycle in the Senate in 2020, when you have, you know, a lot of these red state Democrats up now and then that are going to have to defend a lot of these radical views that have become sort of the mainstream of their party. And they're going to start to pay the price electorally. And that's not going to be good for the Democrats. Well, it will be very interesting and very entertaining as long as she is on the scene. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All righty now. Uh, 888-344-1170. If you'd like to call in the show, tell me what's on your mind. Chime in on International Bacon Day. Just whatever else is on your heart. Whatever else you're passionate about. We're going to take a break and we come back. The latest. How about going into the midterm on some steam? Guess that. Stay tuned for the latest polling results with President Trump and African Americans and some successes there and how the education system can actually help Trump help himself and more of the black Americans in this country. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Progressive presents Mindfulness with Flow. You're out on the open road. The hum of your motorcycle's exhaust pipe and the money you saved with Progressive bring you peace. At the end of the road is a dream catcher, which you take because you're having a lot of nightmares about unfinished puzzles. Discover serenity. Protect your bike with Progressive. Annual policies starting at $75. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. $75 per year premium excludes stick fees and taxes and is not available in all states. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy.
Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. If you're currently employed in a job that's not truly satisfying, ask yourself these questions. Is this what you want to be doing for the rest of your life? Is the money and the material things worth sacrificing your family time? This is Steve Brodsky, General Manager here at Salem, and we're experiencing tremendous growth. Right now, we're recruiting for an experienced digital and broadcast salesperson. We offer excellent pay and benefits in a work environment that's creative, respectful, productive, and fun. If you're a hard worker and you're willing to learn and you love to sell, submit your resume at SalemMedia.com and we'll set up an interview right away. Salem is an equal opportunity employer. At the end of every single day, I lay my head on my pillow and I know that what we've done during the day has made a real difference. Maybe that makes sense to you too. Submit your resume today at SalemMedia.com. AM 1170, The Answer. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts star 11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. I am sitting in my brand new X chair. I've been hearing about this chair. It looks fantastic, but it improves my posture. Think how many hours you spend a day in your office chair. Well, you select your X chair based on comfort and feel. It's perfect for small business owners, incidentally, to give away as bonuses or incentives to boost both the look of your office and the productivity of your team. Experience X chair for yourself. Go to xchairmike.com. That's just the letter xchairmike.com or call toll free 844-X-CHAIR. Your X chair comes with a 30-day no questions asked guarantee, complete satisfaction, and the X chair is on sale for my listeners right now, 100 bucks off. So go to xchairmike.com, use the code MikeFootRest, and they'll even throw in a free footrest. Isn't that a great deal? xchairmike.com, use the code MikeFootRest, or call 844-X-CHAIR. I'm going to be telling you a lot about this X chair that I'm sitting in. xchairmike.com or toll-free 844-X-CHAIR. AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. 
Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. If you would like to chime in, in a few moments, I'm going to be talking to my buddy Bob Walters, who wrote the book Facing Reality in American Education. Uh, we're going to spend a little little bit talking about African Americans in our education system. There's some interesting information going on with President Trump and how he's doing with black Americans. And I think that uh, black Americans can even do better. Uh, but before we go to him, we got to talk to, it uh, looks like I got a caller on the line all the way from Texas. I'm not sure if he's calling in to talk about bacon or any of the topics of the day, but it is Jimmy Miller. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Bacon? No, I wish I had some right now, but I don't have none. You don't? I like to. No, I sure don't. Well, I'm sorry out. to hear that, buddy. Uh, before I got to go to my other buddy, Bob, what's on your mind? My, what's on my mind is that, that uh, Dothan and Montgomery and Coleman, Alabama, are turned into a Democrat state, and the senators will not call any of us back. They won't call the farmers back. They won't call nobody back. But Miss Tabitha that's running, she's, I don't know what, which side of the fence she's on because she's running on the Democrat ticket, but she's got Republican uh, ways. So I'm just, I just don't know which, who to vote for this year because there's nobody to vote for. Our state of Alabama, has everybody has asked them to all come home. We're going to send somebody new up there mm-hmm. after November uh, 4th. And that, that's what I just wanted to let everybody know about. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting. I'm going to do a little research on that. I don't know if you know this, but I, 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 I think you called in once before, Jimmy. Uh, my dad's name was Jimmy. That was actually yeah. what was on the birth certificate. Not James. It right. was Jimmy. Jimmy Clyde. Right. And uh, anyway, he was born in Dothan, raised in Opelika. I still have a lot of family right. all throughout the state of Alabama. And uh, right. they all went to Auburn. I went to LSU. Yeah. But anyway, I can forgive them from going to Auburn. But um, I'm going to do a little research. I, You know, it's hard for me to stay abreast of all the different races and who all the candidates are. But I got a lot of people uh, down there in Alabama, and I'm really curious about that one because I feel like one of the biggest mistakes President Trump made was uh, putting Jeff Sessions in as attorney general because then that flipped a seat down there uh, that, w- that we needed. And uh, we would have been better off having Jeff Sessions stay down there. And I'm, I'm concerned there has been a concerted movement uh, to flip uh, all the southern states. And, and, and uh, so I'm going to keep my eye on that one, Jimmy. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Now, Bob Walters joins me next. Uh, he's uh, come on comes on every week to talk about our education system. And I get more comments from this segment because it's just so insane what's going on out there in our schools, uh, particularly from the sex education that's being taught to our children, like f- five-year-olds, uh, to uh, the indoctrination into Islam going on in our schools. So much to cover. And so tonight I, I wanted to shift a little bit under Bob's suggestion, actually, and talk about the impact of black Americans in our school districts. So joining me now is Bob Walters, author of the book Facing Reality in American Education. Hey, Bob, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. All right. So um, it's interesting because, uh, you know, Bill Clinton claimed to be the first black president. And even though at coming from governor of Arkansas, the the economic conditions and the, the livelihood of black Americans in Arkansas were no better after he ended as governor there, just like they weren't any better when he ended his presidency. We had the first black president, Obama, and the lives of African-Americans were no better off. Eight years in, in fact, uh, the Republicans started to peel off African-American voters in 2014 due to the open borders. Now we have uh, 36% approval rating, which is historic for President Trump from black Americans. But we can do better with black Americans, and it starts in our school districts. The left wants to tell us 
that the issue is money, that there's not enough money going to the, to the disenfranchised districts in the schools. That's not really the truth, Bob. We have more money going to the school districts in the, disen, uh, in the lower income areas, in the minority areas than ever before in the history. There's more issues in our schools in those areas, just like, just like here in California. It, the issue is with these unions. The issue is with the curriculums. What they're doing with a lot of black Americans and, and black kids is they're ter- trying to send the message that they're f- the only way for them to have a good future is to go to college. And like white kids, they're coming out burdened with debt and worthless degrees, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. They were underrepresented. Now they're kind of overrepresented. And the liberals would say, well, that's wonderful. But the reality is a real heavy debt burden has settled on the blacks who don't succeed in college or who do graduate. Sixty-five percent of them have debt over eighty thousand dollars. It's it's mind-boggling, and they they have trouble getting into the college. That's nothing in itself, but then they have a real trouble in staying there. They take remedial classes. They haven't been prepared very well in high school for the rigors of college. And yeah. even in college, a lot of them are taking ethnic classes or something that brings them no good job when they get out. If they're part of the thirty-five percent who end up graduating. Absolutely. And it's a real crime. There's there's nothing there's no advantage to them. You know, a lot of these it used to not be that big of a deal when you would come out of college with two hundred thousand dollars or whatever in debt, because that was typically the kind of debt that would be carried by somebody coming out of law school. And we used to be at a time where, you know, there was so much, you know, law opportunities out there that. People could easily pay that off that debt. That's not true. And what I would rather see is is black kids in school be encouraged to take to uh, to do something besides college, to take shop classes, to take trade schools. We now have a report came out today, I believe it was, that black business ownership under President Trump has jumped four hundred percent in one year. How many kids coming out of out of high school at 18 or so can go to a trade school, learn a trade, get a small business loan and start a business? That's a much better path for them. I would rather see them take a loan out for $50,000, which is less than a burdensome school debt and start a business for themselves. Absolutely. In fact, uh, some of these trades like trucking drivers are very short right now, along with construction workers. Truck drivers are paid $40 an hour and they can't find enough. And yet and, here you have these kids that fail out of college, and then they're they're lost in debt. Yeah, and we've got a lot of these areas where uh, low-income areas like Chicago, there's, there's so many of these poor areas to where we don't have a lot of business startups because there's a lot of people that are not of color that don't want to start up a business in any of these areas. So it would it would be up to the black people to do that. And there but if if the only path of opportunity that's being pushed towards black kids is telling them they've got to go to some liberal arts college, they're not going to they're not helping their community. This is a way to help black uh, black Americans have an, a great income opportunity as well as to give back to their community, which then brings jobs to the community and can lift up the entire community. We had 59 or or 60 something people shot in Chicago. It's a cultural issue. It doesn't have to do with guns. And this is away for them and there is nobody that's talking about this there's nobody going to the black community that's saying to them your way out is small business ownership your way out is through through the trades your way out is this correct that's correct in fact uh betsy devos has been trying to push for more focus on the trade schools and shop classes and but it's a, it's a very slow start and uh, there's a lot more needs to be done on it but it is the road for the future for those who are not college capable. It's yes. all right. 
There's life outside college. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? Black Americans are are entrepreneurs as well. There's also been there's also been this message, this narrative that's been pushed to African Americans that they're not really business people. They're not entrepreneurs. President Trump has busted through that 400 percent increase in business ownership, small business ownership with Black Americans, 400 percent increase in one year. We need to continue to push these pathways. Uh, and, and and support these pathways for African-Americans. The book is Facing Reality in American Education. We've got to do more than just teach them, uh, you know, sex education in schools and that America is bad. We need to teach them that free market is good and America is a great country and it's the land of opportunity for all. Bob Walters, thank you so much. You're welcome. We're going to take a break. We come back. More Andrea K. Show on the other side, 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Cigar smokers, Andrea Kay here. Listen carefully. I have a little secret to share with you. I love the smell of a good cigar. In fact, once in a while, I'll light up one myself. And my favorite place to buy cigars, no secret here, it's Liberty Tobacco. What an incredible selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the best prices and amazing service. On occasion, I like to get cigars for a guy friend. You know, like maybe for a birthday or an anniversary. And Liberty Tobacco helps me select the perfect cigar. See, I love cigars, but I'm not an expert. And that's where Liberty Tobacco is so helpful. I give them a couple of hints, and they quickly zone in on my needs. In a matter of minutes, they have great choices in front of me, and bingo, I'm all set. Liberty Tobacco has two locations, one in Kearney Mesa on Claremont Mesa Boulevard in the Ethan Allen Shopping Center just off the 805 and in Del Mar in the Flower Hill Mall at the racetrack exit. Both are open seven days a week or visit them at LibertyTobacco.com. AM 1170, The Answer. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. You know, one of the great challenges that prospective pre-retirees have is the allocation of their funds. So after some study and some time, Wells Fargo started the very first of what has come to be known as the target date funds, where people could select 
a particular fund inside their 401k based on what has now become to known as their glide path. So if you are intending to retire in the next five years, you might buy a target fund 2020 or 2025. Call me for your retirement planning consultation. 800-727-PLAN is my office number here in Mission Valley. 800-727-7526. You can also go to my website, theretirementprofessor.com. That's it for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I am the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. I'll be back with you right here on these very same Salem Network Stations. Can you believe there's just a few weeks left of summer? That means a new school year is just around the corner. And parents, some of you may still be on the fence about where to send your kids next year. So here's some great news that'll have you cheering. Select half-off tuition still remain for many private schools in your area. And we have some really amazing schools like South Bay Christian Academy, Trinity Christian School, Valley Christian School, Coastal Christian Academy, and many more. You still have time to tour the school of your choice and then purchase your entire first year's tuition at half price, saving thousands of dollars on a priceless private education. Visit am1170theanswer.com today. Don't miss out. Spaces are limited and tuitions are claimed on a first-come, first-served basis. Visit am1170theanswer.com today. That's am1170theanswer.com. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. So glad to be back with you guys. Back, Glad to be back in San Diego. Among my favorite beaches, among my boy DJ Carrot Sticks, who's glad he got his bike, the one that he won for the raffle. You got it, didn't you? Yes, Poison Ivy is in San Diego. All right. We're going to see you cruising up and down the, uh, the beach? Yes, Gary. look for me at Belmont Park in a lime green and fluorescent orange stretch beach cruiser. Oh, hey now, hey now. All right. Um, well, uh, we're, they keep telling us that there's no need for voter ID. They keep telling us that uh, the, the only election interference we need to be concerned about is that done by 13 Russian bots with fake Facebook accounts. I think Kim Kardashian, I think there's probably 49 fake, fake Facebook book accounts on her but no we're supposed to be worried about russia well you know what americans are smarter than that we know that we really have a lot of reasons to be concerned with what's going on with our election integrities across the states last week i talked to you about this conference of hackers in which i think out of 50 kids ages 8 to 16 30 were able to hack into different secretary of state websites around the country joining me now to talk about election integrity in the state of california is mark moisure who's running for secretary of state here in california hey mark welcome to the show Hello, Mark Moisier. Hey, thanks for having me back. Hey, glad to glad to have you. I don't know if you heard. Um, we might have been having a little trouble with the phones. I don't know if you heard what I was talking about. Election integrity. I, I, I did. I did. We have big problems in the state of California. On Friday last week, uh, MIT came out with a report of all fifty states, uh, a comprehensive report across seventeen different measurables of our elections. And they determined that the state of California had the third worst elections in the United States of America. They gave us a failing grade. Wow. Only the biggest state in the union. Only the biggest state in the union. Part of that is because of how we handle our military votes. We have one of the worst uh, rates of military votes turned in, even though we have one of the largest populations. Only 30 percent of our military was able to vote uh, wow. overseas militaries were able to vote in the 2016 election. That is scandalous. 
That is an outrage. These are people that are risking their lives, their limbs, their families, and their votes aren't even getting counted. Meanwhile, I am not going to believe for a second, Mark, that the lines outside every DMV where the average uh, average California is going to renew their driver's license is waiting six hours. I'm not going to believe that it's for any other reason than because we're suddenly now giving all these uh, illegal aliens driver's licenses. And, 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 and you can't make me believe that that's not with motor voter that they're not going to be voting. Well, we were warned that this problem was going to happen with the, you know, the fact that there's now this real ID and all that kind of stuff. This was warned about a couple of years ago. Yet, uh, don't expect the California DMV to do anything to prepare. You know, they just wait till it happens and then it's crisis mode and it's like, uh, we we didn't know this was going to happen. Oh, yes, you did. This was, they, they were predicting this was going to happen a couple of years ago. So, what can you do about it? Tell us, tell us as, as should you get elected for Secretary of State, what you're going to do to help preserve our election integrity here. Give us I'm, I'm going to start off with a story that I heard yesterday uh, by a poll worker who worked in the Beverly Hills precinct in June of this year. And this goes on to your, your introduction. Uh, she said that when, as a poll worker, there were six different times in her precinct last June the 2018, that somebody came in to vote, and she had to tell them, you have already voted. And they <gasps> said, I haven't been here yet. Somebody else had showed up, wow. gave their name, and voted for those individuals. So when you talk about a need for voter ID, because we don't have voter ID, people are able to come in, even in an affluent community like Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. in one precinct where six different individuals lost their right to vote because we are so concerned about fictitious people who cannot seem to get an ID. Because, And I say fictitious because a few years back in the state of Georgia, there was a lawsuit over this, and they had two years to find one person in the state of Georgia who could not obtain a voter ID. And they couldn't find a single person. So the whole argument that you can't get ID is a fictitious argument. Right. And what it's doing is, you know, in this one precinct, one person observed six people who lost their right to vote as a result of no voter ID. We have a complete lack of integrity in our election process right now here in California. And you asked me what we could do to fix it. Number one. We need to clean up the voter rolls. With San Diego having 138 percent voter registration, we need to use the Social Security death records, which is free to the Secretary of State, to remove from the voter rolls those people who have passed away. It is unacceptable that you know in L.A. County you got uh, several hundred people who have been dead over 20 years who have voted at least 10 times. Wow. That is completely unacceptable. We need to clean the voter rolls of those who have passed away. Jury service summons. They get their data from the voter registrations, and about 5% of those notices that go out come back as a person showing proof that they're not even a citizen, thus not eligible to vote. But does jury service give that data to the voter registration so they can clean their voter rolls or do proper investigation? No, they do not. Our government needs to be talking among itself so that way we have clean voter rolls so that those people who are eligible to vote are able to vote and those people who are supposed to vote are able to vote. Next thing we need to do. This might need to be the last thing because we've only got a couple of minutes left. 
Okay. Well, you, you talked about the hackers. And yes. That's, uh, we need to be able to do more audits, more investigations. Outside need groups need to come in and do it. Yesterday I was talking to a security expert, and they just went on and on and on about how here in the state of California we do not do anything to really protect our vote security. I mean we're not even going up to this, the proper standards in technology and basically, we're seeing that when 11-year-olds are able to hack into our election systems, it is critical that we, we stop uh, being uh, pinching pennies when it comes to, this, this, to securing our vote. That is critical. And, you know, it, if, it if not, I'm going to have to interrupt here. because Yeah, we've only got about a minute and a half left. You know, there are a lot of people who are saying, you know, we should just go back to paper ballots instead of, you know, having our systems be electronic. We also haven't had a chance to talk about how we're going to prevent I- illegals from voting. Uh, but, you know, uh, we could spend days here talking about all the issues with our, elect- our election integrity. We must have Mark Moisure in as secretary of state. There are some events for you this week, is there not? To- I think there's one tomorrow yeah. in El Cajon. Tell everybody really quickly about that. Yeah, um, I, right now I'm on day 43 of a 46-day bike tour of the state of California, and the next uh, two days I am in San Diego. I have an event in Escondido at 11 o'clock in uh, Mike's Barbecue, and that's at 11 o'clock. At uh, th- uh, 4 o'clock, I'm in El Cajon uh, at the Downtown Cafe. That awesome. is from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock, and I'm in Oceanside on the 22nd at 12 o'clock, um, and that is at the Veterans Association of North County. Well, thank you so much for being out there, for what you're doing, because you know what? I agree with the Democrats that our election integrity is absolutely critical. Unfortunately, they don't, they, they don't really care about that. They just care about taking down Trump. We actually, as conservatives, and, and with Mark Moisier, we care about preserving our election integrity in this, in this country. It is too precious, and this is how we will preserve uh, the United States. This is how we will keep America great. I'm going to be right back here tomorrow night. Thank you, Mark Moisier, for being here. I'm going to be right back here tomorrow, 6, p- uh, 6 to 7 p.m. Have a great night, everybody. Love you all. Thanks to my guest. Thanks, you, DJ K. Andrea K. Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.